Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and on this Star Wars Saturday, I'm joined by our co-host, Oti, and special guest, host of Space Waffle, Arzu Amins, back in the Rebellion. Arzu, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be back in the Rebellion today. Yeah, thanks for joining. It's always fun when you're here. It's yeah, bringing a lot of energy, a lot of good thoughts to it. Make me think a lot. More about Star Wars. I usually went by myself. Oti, you're here as always. Here. How are you doing? Nothing yeah, you're here. Yeah. Nothing special. <laughs> Just same old me. <laughs> Come on, you were talking how you were getting your office already, putting all your oh, collectibles yes, yes. in I, the I, background. I'm gonna show you guys. So I spent like 30 minutes setting this up because black figures don't stand in like they're not very sturdy. So I, I put them all together, and when I sat down, I realized. I'm covering them, so <laughs> it was all for nothing. All for nothing. Yeah, yeah. I got all my stuff back here. There's the lightsabers, a special Boba Fett art that someone did for me that my wife commissioned, and it's all my big head just covers everything up. But we're here. Also, uh, we're not gonna get into it too much. Last week we were talking about the High Republic Phase Two. I know you've been reading Cataclysm. Yeah. Can't wait to get my hands on it. No, obviously you can talk about it, but. So good so far? So far, so good. It's, <laughs> yeah, I don't really can't say anything, but I recommend it. All right. It's a book yeah. you should read, maybe. It's it a book a... you should read. <laughs> uh, well, so far for the other Phase 2 High Republic books, you've been enjoying this, this Phase 2 we've been, this past year we've been spending with all this new Jedi. Yeah. I have. There's like, I, was, I had a breakthrough with, um, with Andres from 60 Minutes. Where I realized the whole thing, like all of Phase Two, sounds like a story someone is telling, like Yoda possibly in Phase <laughs> One. And since we kind of hit that new perspective, everything suddenly like took on a new light. And so yeah, it, whole, it all reads like history now. And I don't know, yeah, like a fun angle to read it through. There's there's a way to to look at it. We might we should have thought about that all last week when we were breaking it down. I would if. What's the last book in Phase Two? It's uh, Path of Vengeance. That's yes. If that book ends with Yoda saying, "And that <laughs> is the story of Phase Two. <laughs> no, but like... that's actually what I think is going to happen. This oh, well. is... maybe not Yoda, but like somebody talking to Yoda and to the... all of the Phase One Jedi, and they're like, it like kind of cuts right to the pre present day at the end, and they're like, ah, so that's what the nameless are. <laughs> so that uh, this phase is Quest of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was the quest of the Jedi. Elsterman, <laughs> I have questions. Yeah. And case wow. this is how I met the leveler. <laughs> All right. So if you guys are joining us today in the chat, thanks for being here. Make sure that you subscribe to our show. Sure you don't miss any of the new episodes when they drop on Saturday. Give us a thumbs up and make sure you are subscribed to our channel and to our audio podcast when it drops on Saturdays. Um Anything else? I think we're ready to start. There's a lot to talk about today in Star Wars. So if you guys are ready, you know what? Before I start, Oti, who's out there in the chat today? Oh, yes. Thank you. So we have, as always, we have Dale. We Hello, have Dale. Brennan, our new regular. <laughs> we have Mo. Hola, primos. Hola, prima. 
And Brennan again, Mando, Mando, Mando. It's so good. Yes, it is. It's so good. <laughs> it is good. And we're going to start right there. So if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars. And it's all about Star Wars on TV. And I guess I should have hit my little ah, graphic. Yeah, let's do it again. There we go. There we are. I had a hit. I gotta hit that button before I hit the other button. It's too much having to produce this. Go at least Oti takes care of the chat, but it's a lot. All right. Star Wars on TV, that's all we're talking about today. And finally, the return of the Mandalorian, season three, episode one. What is it? Chapter 17, the apostate. Um, before we get into the actual episode, because you know, I've, I've been having my issues with some of John Favreau's comment and Filoni's comments recently. We've been talking a lot about it. Oti last week You're when we're talking grumpy. That's fine. I I'll be I'll be happy. Don't worry. I'm not gonna be too grumpy today. Uh, we talked last week when Favreau said, yeah, we needed that, that time in between of Mando and Grogu not being together, see them apart, seeing that they're struggling, and that's what we did in Book of Boba Fett, and now we're together, and I kind of said, okay, that makes sense, but we didn't see it. We don't know if it's been one week, one month. We don't know. And then a few days ago, the world went nuts when Favreau said he spent two years we training with Luke. And then on other interviews, he says it's been two years since last time we saw them. What are your thoughts? Do you think this two-year gap makes sense that he spent training with Luke? We didn't get that sense in the episodes or in the different shows, or is it really two, two years since we've seen Din Djarin back with Grogu? Uh, I'm going to defend John Favreau and mm -hmm. say that although it's... It's not that it doesn't make sense, but I know it's weird for everyone. But like at the same time, when in Star Wars have they ever established how much time has happened between things? Like even I think one of the most debated things is how much time passed in Empire Strikes Back. And mm -hmm. we don't really know. And I don't think we'll ever know. So I'll just take a pass, give him a pass and say Time in Star Wars is weird, and uh, if it was two years, it was two years, I guess. Like, I, I really don't care, honestly. <laughs> also, do you have any thoughts on what Star Wars Twitter went through? I guess this was like a Monday on Tuesday, right before the <laughs> new episode. It was on Tuesday. It was on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my thoughts are in terms of like what everybody went through. I'm like, okay, I personally, I personally think he was talking about like real world timeline. Mm -hmm. Only because, like, if you look at it just as the Mandalorian, I'm like, sure, it's been two years in universe. But when you throw the book of Boba Fett into the mix, that's when things start to feel fuzzy to me. Because I'm like, well, after they left Din, like, after baby, after Grogu was taken away, <laughs> yeah. and, like, Boba presumably so. comes to pick everybody up, between then and them taking Jabba's palace, how long was that? Because mm -hmm. the events of book of Boba Fett can't have lasted more than, like, a week and a half. Because it's not like Garza's place blew up and they left it for six months. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> yeah. that had to, that wasn't very long. Like just the time span of that show, which makes me wonder it's like that space between the end of season two and the beginning of the book of Boba Fett where I'm like, that's where those two years were, if anywhere. And I just don't know. If that's the case, great. Please give me the story yeah. of Boba and Fennec in those two years and what happened there. <laughs> but that's the only place I get hung up. I'm like, well, where was the jump? To, but 
Two theories. Not impossible. I just mm-hmm. two theories. You're you're gonna like this one, Arzu. They okay, take yes. the castle <laughs> and they stay in there for two years. We'll go outside for two we, years. Want, we want to see that. Second theory, after Luke leaves the ship, they spend like a year and a half debating how they're going to like do this because Din's like, I want to go. And Bo-Katan's like, you're not going anywhere. And they're like, <laughs> and like, I'm not going to fight you. So they spend like a whole year in that tussle. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's a whole year trying to figure out how to call Boa Fett to come back and pick them and up. And Bo- Boa Fett's just waiting in the... <laughs> What's going on? Panic, Let's go. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, well, gotta kill some fat yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this: if it's two years, great, because that's what I want. I want I wanted them to be separated for a long period of time to make that reunion special. So if that's the what he meant, yes, I love it. Thank you. There's nothing really in the story that showcases the passing of time to be two years. Uh, some people have said online that the only way we know that a lot of time has passed is the way Navarro looks yep. between mm-hmm. season one, two, and three, but we don't see Navarro in Book of Boba Fett, so we don't know the difference between season two and season um, Book of Boba Fett. That said, I think he's, he, Favreau had been doing this kind of promotion so long, and I think all the clips that I saw were like three different interviews and an article all from the same day. I think he was just tired of answering the same question in different ways, and he just misspoke once, and it doesn't matter. Like you said, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because once I saw them together, they're so cute. I just want it, more of them. That, that was a junket interview, right? Yeah, it was like, it was a press day. So like the way those goes, it's just one person after another, after hey. another, coming in and asking some variation of, of similar questions. So, yeah, which is why one of them definitely sounded like he meant two years in universe. And one of them sounded like he meant two years in real time. Yeah. So. Yeah, because two of those, it was obvious that he said he spent two years with Luke training, and then the other was he said it's been two years since we seen since we see them. So I think he's just kind of repeating the same yeah. thing over and over that he just got tongue tied. If if we make everything that's said in Junker interviews canon, we're gonna have a mess of a canon again. So, <laughs> dude, now there's Boca Tan's age on one place, Filoni, that... uh, direct Rogue One with Vader. There's so much stuff we can't keep up. <laughs> Uh, the Boca Tan thing is that's something that I know will never make sense, and I'm like 100% fine with that. It does make sense. It doesn't. She was like 20 in the Clone Wars, and she's just a much younger sister. Then she's like 50 now, and she just looks great for her age. Yeah, because fine, I'll I'll give it to you. I've always thought she was a little bit older. Her, her, I thought she was older in the Clone Wars too, but if we're willing to be like generous and say like Mm -hmm. she was 20, 21. Let's be honest. Everyone in Star Wars is 19 when their story's <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> a 14 year old monarchs and 16 year old politicians, and it's, it's fine. They, they bloom early. It is. Um, all right. As we get into the episode, so again, after two years, uh, Dean Jaren is back, the Mandalorian is back. Before we jump into the episode, Oti, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, Goranson is not doing the score, it's Joseph Sherpley. Shirley. Joseph Shirley did the score for season three. I love what he did with this first episode. Did you see uh, a difference in not having... Alberto, it was three in the morning. I was (sighs) like, yay, Mando music. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, just wait a while. (laughs) I can't. I can't. Listen, I've been waking up early, like at 5.30 to ride my bike and do some exercise. And it's always so like, come on, let's do it. When that alarm sounded at 3 a.m., I was like, <laughs> yes! <Sorry. laughs> 
I watch it like at 9 30. All right. relaxed. Nothing. Um, Arsu, are you okay with the new composer for the show? Do you yeah. notice any drop? I no, not at all. I think some of his work is beautiful. The Purgle music was yeah, lovely and haunting and music doesn't usually jump out at me, but that one did. So mm. yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I love the score for this first episode. It was it had the main mando theme and a little different type of beat, but it worked. Uh, so let's just start right there. The episode starts during a weird planet that we don't know of. They go to the, this murder river or this murder lake. Can't believe they don't know there's a giant crocodile turtle living there and, or alligator turtle. And me from being in Florida, I'm like, oh, don't get close to the to any <laughs> body of water. Uh, but they're doing this baptism basically for a new a new family. Maybe is it past Vizsla's son? I'm guessing you seem very attached to this kid. Um, do, do you like this scene, Otti, the whole thing? And then we get the big action scene to start the show. Yeah, it threw me. I, I love I love when they do this, when the we heard the hammers in the intro to the episode, yeah. and then we, we cut to the armor. She's so cool and so <laughs> weird. Um, but yeah, I love that. I, I, throughout the whole thing, I was like, is this a flashback? Is this mm -hmm. a dance baptism? But then it wasn't. But yeah, it was a cool scene. Excuse me. Also, did you? What were your thoughts saying? Like Otti said, right. when we see the armor kind of building something, we're not sure if, like he said, a flashback to building something for Dinjarin. Is this something new? And then it's this little small helmet that I'm sure they're gonna start selling soon, and I want like three. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was a flashback. Actually, I thought it was Din at first because there were so many of them. But now, actually, thinking about this being two years, like maybe they did have time to gather people. Mm -hmm. So. I, it, it was a little, not disturbing, that's a very strong word, <laughs> but knowing what we know about like Children of the Watch and how strict yeah. they are and how young they bring people in and stuff like that, like watching this little kid covering his face and going, well, you're never going to uncover your face mm -hmm. again was like, it freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, it as it should chilling. probably. <laughs> that was, yeah, like, I'm sure that was the intention, but it was chilling. Yeah, hopefully he got his hair out of his hair. He has long hair, he's putting got, that helmet on. A little bit. It's all sticking out yeah. of the bottom. No, it's there now forever. The hair is going to be messed up next time he ever takes it off. He's going to have to cut it himself. Yeah. Uh, are we thinking that there's... Are we going to see this child again? Do we think he's past his last either son or foundling? Is there any importance to this kid? And I should say, I forgot the name of the actor. He also played the... Uh, the Tuscan kid in Book of Boba Fett. So West cool that, yes, thank you. We shall say, I posted something about him. Oh, don't uh, remind me of this. I, I cringed so hard. What? Uh, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, that's fine. I won't say it. That was an awkward, I'll tell you later. It was an okay. awkward interaction. <laughs> yeah, I, I also know. I think <laughs> it, I'll say it. I don't care. Um, so I posted something and then Maggie replied, oh, I think there, there's something more with that kid. Our friend Buck kind of said something. Yeah, I'm sure that very proud parents, but I don't think there'll be nothing more. And then uh, the kids, the actor's mom actually replied to that kind of, yeah, very proud mom, uh, not too much about the cast and crew. And then kind of a peace sign or something like, oh, okay, I'm not going to poke yeah. into this, but. but. Buck made a stupid comment. That's all. Yeah. Oh, dear. Be smart, yeah. Buck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened afterwards. Anyway, um, I love the scene. I wasn't expecting it to start with that. This is a uh, mm -hmm. similar scene that we've seen in, in the trailer mm -hmm. with all the Mandalorians there. I love seeing all the Mandalorians together. 
Um, I love the action when this weird creature showed up. I didn't hit me as hard compared to maybe the crate dragon in in season two. But just seeing Mando come in with the N1 and just kind of blast it away was okay. I see why you got that ship now. <laughs> and of course, little baby Yoda or Grogu just kind of poking out from the, the droid port out there. Uh, do you have uh, any issues that they repeated the bits a little bit from Book of Boba Fett? Oh, you're not, you remove your helmet, you're not a Mandalorian, you gotta go to the, the mines or whatever. Are you okay that they kind of repeated this to get everyone back in, on the I understood why they did it. It was just just in case you hadn't seen it. I think it just felt super repetitive because it was also in the previously on. Mm -hmm. So having it like almost back to back, but just as an episode, like if you're skipping the previously on, I I understand why they, why they had her repeat the plot point. It, it reminded me of us that were reading High Republic and everything that's coming out. It reminds <laughs> me, like, in one of the books when they tell you what happened in the other one. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just read that one. <laughs> so yeah, they basically have the same conversation they had in, in Book of Boa Fett. So I don't know. It, I was fine with it. but If, if I want to, like, start really justifying the repetition of this conversation, it could almost be like they had the conversation. And then Din leaves and goes and gets Grogu and comes back. And the armor's like, I can't believe I'm still explaining this to you. <laughs> you you can't to. come back. And like kind of, I guess, showing how desperate Din is to redeem himself and come back. So if you want to look at it through that lens, it's almost like he doesn't, he's lived it, uh, two years of life outside of, of his cohort and doesn't know what life looks like without them. So he's like super desperate to come back in. Mm. So. Uh, I'll be right back. My mom's calling. All right. You, you got to pick that up. Um, also, I should have started with this, and you mentioned a little bit about they're just trying to get people back on track if they didn't see Book of Boa Fett. But in the previously on, we all expected for them to show Mandalorian and, and Grogu kind of getting back together, showing that reunion, mm-hmm. and they didn't show it, didn't really explain it too much on the first episode. Are you okay with it? Now it's been two years or a year since Book of Boa Fett. Most people really know what happened out there, or do you think that was a missed opportunity also? I honestly, until you mentioned it, didn't realize that they they hadn't showed it just because my brain is like filling in the gap. But <laughs> um, I hope it comes up down the line, like how they got back together and and stuff like that. Um, because, yeah, I think covering the covering the helmet conversation is one yeah. thing. But, you know, Grogu physically coming back to Din is something that should be addressed if people haven't seen the Book of Boba Fett. And like, I think they should. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because it does feel like a like a two and a half, season two and a half. But sure, I'm I'm hoping like if they didn't address it this time that it'll be in a previously on like down the line. Okay, um, Altipol, you were out. Um, we've talked at nauseum, I guess, about people that haven't seen Book of Boba Fett. Will they know that Din Djarin and Grogu are back together? We expected for them to mention this during the previously on, but it really didn't come up. Are you kind of people should know already? It's been a year. Or was it a missed opportunity not to mention it at least this first time? You don't um, care. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, people <laughs> didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. I, I don't care. <laughs> you didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett? No, to people who did not watch oh. Book of Boba I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've been saying here for weeks, you have to say something. People won't know. The casual fan might not know, but 
at this point, if there's been how many TV spots, how many trailers on regular TV, not just on YouTube, on Twitter, people are going to find out. And if they see it, oh, what happened? They'll figure it out. I, I think I it's, we make too much of it. I remember watching Dragon Ball Z as a kid. They would have this these cliffhangers that would be like, will Vegeta beat Goku? Will, will <laughs> Gohan be all, all right? Tune in to the next. So they should do something no. like that. But have any questions about how Goku <laughs> came back? Watch this episode. And then you just <laughs> click it and watch yeah. it. But that's a good point. Those shows we used to watch as a kid, like they would have these big arcs and we didn't necessarily mm -hmm. see all the episodes. True. And Like at yeah. least everybody has the episodes. Like now they can go back and catch up. So, yeah, and don't get me on <laughs> Dragon Ball C because they'll tell you something like that, and then the whole episode is just Grogu trying to get the power of everyone in the universe, and then it's 30 minutes of nothing. I thought the battle was happening. No, it's five episodes down the line, is that they're finally gonna fight anyway. Oh, crap. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Din Djarin and the armorer kind of repeating their, their spiel again quickly. Uh Michael agrees with me. He's saying, "Don't spoon spoo feed the audiences. Trust your audience." I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a believer in that. I see that you only highlight the comments that agree with you. No, Alberto, I was talking <laughs> to my mom. <laughs> All right. Um, so we get the same thing again. You have to go through the mines of Mandalore. Get a get a shower over there. Do you need to remove your helmet when you get there? We don't know. But he brings this little piece of green mountain i don't know what it is so the jawas got it from someone and if i do all this stuff then i'll be redeemed right and she's like man he he got me i had all the loopholes and this is the way <sighs> i don't know just a, a good scene i I, I like their interaction i was listening to alex and molly and they were saying like is, is she gonna keep on making things up like oh i took <laughs> i took the shower and she's like good now go to malachor and get me a <laughs> She yeah, might, wait. honestly. Yeah. She at clearly wants him it? gone. Like, yeah, it has to be at the sunset. Like, Go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you, Arsu, because the episode starts with the armory coming out of this mountain with all the other Mandalorians uh, lining up. We've seen in that trailer a very similar shot, but it's Dean Jaren coming out of the mountain. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing this is going to be pretty towards the end of the season. Do you yeah. think that this is Din Djarin getting again, being redeemed and proclaimed a Mandalorian? Is this his initiating Grogu to officially be a Mandalorian in this sect? I know a lot of people have issues with that. Like you said at the beginning, it's this cult. Uh, what do you think this, this scene is kind of preparing us for? I have a theory. This is my wild theory that I've been sitting on. It's the first time I'm sharing it. Here we go. Um, right. it's so I think we're recording season, okay. <laughs> this whole season is going to be din kind of trying to get to that point of redemption and to get back and to be like yes this is what i want this is what i want and then it might not even be the whole season this might happen halfway through mm. but whenever we get back to this scene of din in the cave he's gonna be like this is what i want this is all i'm working towards and then as he's coming out and it's either his initiation or grogu's mm. initiation into into the children of the watch whatever it is he hits that point he's in the water and they're about to do it. And he's like, wait. <laughs> and that's going to be the turning point. Because all we've seen so far is how, like, these people are radical. They are not what most of the Mandalorians stand for. And Din kind of has this wider view of the world now. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be right as he's about to, like, regress and step back into that mindset that he's like, hang on. I've seen so much more now. 
I don't think I can actively choose to live this way again. And if you think of that's basically a theme of this episode. It's everyone telling everyone like you can't change. Everything has to stay the same. And we're going to get to the pirates later, but that's what's happening there. They wake up IG 11. That's what's happening. He's, he reverted mm -hmm. back to his old programming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I think, I hope that's the main theme of the episode of the whole season. Like, He's like getting him to forward. that point to be like, sorry, no. Because I'm getting very frustrated at him still actively yeah, being it's, one, yeah. wanting to be part of the cult. It's like, dude, no, leave. And if that's the idea, if the idea is that we're supposed to be frustrated at how he's regressing because he's regressing in the face of all this change, and then come the end of the season or whatever where he realizes, no, I want to move forward. I want to, you know, raise my son, learn what it is to like wield the dark saber, lead the Mandalorian, like whatever he wants. He'll get there by the end of the season, and then season four is like that journey. Hopefully, I don't know. I went like through like three different theories or thoughts, but like you said, Otios, Dean Jaren is not the smartest person. We love him, but he does, he doesn't make the the smartest choices some sometimes. And he wants to be obviously wants to still be part of the children of the Watch and what he considers to be true Mandalorians. So I'm still waiting for that moment, like you said, Arisu, that he basically hits that wall and said, eh, maybe I'm doing things wrong. I need some change. And we thought, at least I thought, when Bo-Katan showed up in season two and kind of showed him a different view of what a Mandalorian could be, that we're going to have that turn, but it's still going. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting when that shows up. But they leave. They go to Hyde Space. Din Djarin's taking a nap. Which I I was thinking as this is going, I'm like, man, that's why it's better to have a bigger ship that, that goes. Yeah. Even the racer crazy can get up, walk around a little bit in this one carpet. Uh, all you can do is sleep. But even, then even when they get or they're gonna get IG eleven, I'm like, where are they gonna put him? <laughs> they'll just wrap him around. He's a droid. Stick him it's in like the droid a, pod and he'll yeah. hold Grogu. He'll be all junk. He can he can bend. Uh, but Alti, it's all about the that they can park the starfighter on. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's, it. <laughs> that's, that's why he went to Boca Town. Where's all this stuff you were stealing? I need like that cruiser to he park my ship in. <laughs> uh, hyperspace, oh, it's so beautiful. It might get boring looking at that blue tunnel. And then we get that that silhouette of a purgle. How that was loud the moment you guys that scream? really woke me up. I was like. <laughs> I was waiting to see a guy with long hair surfing on top of the purple. <laughs> I was waiting for Ezra to pop up. Ezra like, hi, guys. <laughs> see you just shaking his head. <laughs> and then it even pulls back, and there's like five or six just going. And I'm losing it. I have to explain to my wife what are their whales in space and how they can <laughs> fly through hyperspace. Because I'm like, ah, Pergos. And like, hey, what's that? Oh, Space whales that can travel through hyperspace. Don't worry. It will be important in the next show. Also, did you freak out as well as everyone else? So I was lucky enough to see this at the mm. launch. So the whole theater gasped. Oh, wow. Because it's like whales on a big screen. <laughs> so I was just blown. Like, I, I liked Rebels, but it's not like in my top mm -hmm. whatever. But I thought the Purgles were a cool concept. And they're back. <laughs> I, and I'm so happy they're back. Yeah. I, I'm actually the opposite. I love Rebels, but I always found Purgles to be stupid. So, <laughs> but I have I always have this with Star Wars. It happened, it happened to me with Pelimoto. I 
hated her when she showed up. And when she came back, I was like, ah, <laughs> and the same thing happened here. I was like, okay, space whales, the stupid. And when they show, I was like, <gasps> so it's, it's just, fine. it's such a beautiful, like quiet shot. Mm-hmm. That comes out yeah. yeah. This very loud opening. Yeah. Definitely. So it was just, I don't know. It's like, like a peaceful moment. In all this <laughs> chaos. Yeah, and I was gonna say at the super cool, like they're really yeah. cool looking. And even though it's just silhouettes, to see them in live action, which is something like you said, Oti, that's kind of stupid. In, if you start to think about it, it, it looked pretty cool. It, it was just awesome. to see them there. It, that visual, it's, you know, it goes deeper. Uh, Grogu basically connecting to what's out mm-hmm. there in the yeah. larger galaxy. I loved it. Yeah. It's like it's like when you see like a little kid at like SeaWorld and they put their hands on the glass. <laughs> And like the waves yeah. come up, like that's what it reminds me. Oh my me god, of. yes. Actually, yeah, we went years ago, like three or four years ago, to a, a dolphin kind of rescue center in Clearwater. They had this. What's the dolphin that had doesn't have that back flipper? And ha- there was a movie about it anyway. Any, oh yeah. Not not flipper. I don't uh, know what the name is, but I know the movie. Yeah. They. Um. Anyway, we were at this dolphin place, and there's in the big tent, there's some holes that you can watch. And my kids were there, and I was there. And the dolphin would just come right up and put their nose to it. Ah, it's so cool. So, yeah, that was Grogu there. I was going to say, because I've been, I don't want to say harsh, but a lot of the past episodes, I've been complaining about Filoni and Farron. Why are they doing this? Why don't just don't talk too much because you're confusing everyone? But when it comes to the show, and I know we all love Andor and I'm not going to say this one is better than the other one, but there is something about the Mandalorian that they catch this kind of magic in a bubble that is just universal, that everyone loves this show. And like I said, I'm tired of seeing Dean Jaren with Grogu, but as soon as they show up, it's, damn it, you guys know what you're doing. So as much as I complain sometimes about Fabro and Filoni, and they always are telling the same type of stories in the same universe, they know what they're doing once they, they do the episode. So very happy with what we got. So we all, all, basically, this is a prelude to Ahsoka. So we know, don't worry, Ahsoka's coming, Purgles, get ready for Ezra, right? Or we shouldn't expect more about from the Purgles in Mando this season, right? I don't think, I, I, I don't think they'll play a big role in, uh, I don't know. Maybe like one more time, just to explain them I, before I think we get just, to Ahsoka. They're preparing audiences for the craziness of Ahsoka probably. Yeah. I feel like Ahsoka is going to be so packed with like finding Thrawn and finding Ezra and introducing that whole cast and story that I feel like they might bring the Purgles up one more time mm. so that by the time you get to Ahsoka you know what the Purgles are. Mm-hmm. Could be. If you haven't already googled Space Whale. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone should. And if you're a fan of Doctor Who like I am Alti, I don't know if you know, haven't brought it up in a while. There's an episode, there's space whales also in Doctor Who, and they have cities in their back, like full-grown cities. I'm like, this is Star Wars. Someone copied someone. Good for you. But, yeah. It's one of these days. Um, check myself out. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, so they, they go to Navarro. It's like, I got to get my friend. So Dean Jaren, Grogu, make it to Navarro. Uh, Grand Magistrate, or is it Grand Magistrate? or Supreme? High Magistrate. High, high Magistrate. Um, he's there with his little cape droids, just making sure it doesn't get dirty, which I love. They're going to be start selling those on Disneyland very soon. But he's there because he wants IG-11. 
I know some people complain, oh, why are we bringing IG-11 back? We're just resurrecting people again, just get another droid. It makes sense. That's the only droid he, he trusts, right? Also, so it makes sense that he yeah. wants to grab IG-11 it does. again. I think, I think part of it is that like regression of like everything around him has changed. So he's looking for familiar mm -hmm. things like IG-11, mm -hmm. like his cult. So I think it makes sense for Din as much as we might want to see something new. Are you okay with IG-11 coming back? Yeah. Okay, and then we Taika finally got a mention. Sorry? Taika oh, yeah. Waititi. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, he's not working on his Star Wars movie, but he'll come back to voice yeah. a character. That's, That's a lot fine. easier. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Not okay. That's the wrong word, but surprised that they mentioned Cara Dune on the first episode just to get everyone uh, shut up. She's out there. Surprised. Don't worry. She's gone. Yeah. I was surprised. I, I was not expecting them to reference her at all. I'm not surprised. Oh, okay. Because we know, because, you mm -hmm. know, we read the, the discourse and everything. So we know, but I'm thinking of like my cousin who loves the Mandalorian and has no idea. Mm -hmm. okay. So if, if he's watching the episode and it's like, well, where's the, where's the lady Marshall? Why does he suddenly need a new one? Just having somebody be like, oh, she's got another job. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he might look it up and see what happened. He might not, but. Did you agree or did you like what they said or why she's not there? Yeah, she's here. It, it makes sense. sense with what was happened with her before because uh, Carson gives her the, the badge mm -hmm. thing. And so it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like, oh, she got promoted. Of course she did. She made a high-profile arrest. So. Is this also a way to start telling the audience that she might be back? And I mean the character. Different actress or maybe in a different type of... Uh, not TV show, but maybe books or something. Do you think we'll see Cara Dune again in season five or season four of The Mandalorian? Or, yeah, this is what happened, and thank you. We won't see you again. I don't think we're going to see her on TV again. We might see her in, like, a book or a comic down the line, but I don't know that she's coming back to TV. Yeah. I, I don't see them doing it, honestly. I, I think it would be interesting because I think that character had potential. Mm -hmm. Different hands. Yeah. But, yeah. I'll be the on the other side. I'll say she'll be back. Okay. I think we'll see okay. the character Caradon soon. As, as long as they recast her, I have no problem with her coming back. Oh yes. We don't want to go through that. All right. So IG Eleven comes back. He's crazy. Wants to kill everyone. Red eyes. I can't remember what he said, but wants to kill the baby. Dean uh, Giant just chucks it like a football. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Trying to shoot it doesn't do anything. And then that's using your head. It's Star I Wars you. I love that <laughs> protocol droid. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> all the grief cargo sequences are so awkward, but in the best way possible. <laughs> I, I love those. That moment when he's like, Grogu, come again. <laughs> like, Grogu, yeah. that's his name. Whatever you say. <laughs> if like, you say what, so. What the yeah. hell is happening? That was just, that's me uh, and Candace every time. Every time I say baby Yoda, she's like, it's freaking Grogu, shut up. <laughs> and then we get that Terminator moment, which just scrolling down. Shots didn't do anything. <sighs> oh, Sue, we saw it on the trailers. It's not Babu Freak, but we got a, a bunch of Anzellans. So I love that. <laughs> I love Anzellans. Like, we all know, not the biggest episode nine fan. Loved Babu Frick. Love that we're getting Anzellans here. They're just so tiny and so sweet. <laughs> and the whole like squeezy squeeze bad baby sequence. 
was so cute. <sighs> more of this that that throughout the whole sequence i was like what am i watching (laughs) like baby yoda trying to hug them and alberto i'm sure that's what you were referencing the bit with uh yeah grave card i love that (laughs) i loved it i know you say it it went on for too long i i would have taken like a half hour of that i don't know to me because it went like four times one ninja said i got it and he kept coming out they're saying this okay we get it we don't need you but that that bad baby bad baby no squeezy that's that's why this show like said they know what they're doing because everyone loved that you can't do that on andor it doesn't matter but that here come on (laughs) maybe next time i've seen that clip that they and they know that star wars Twitter account just retweeted it earlier today i watched it like seven times i'm like that's 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 the best thing and that's why star wars cash in ander no squeezy (laughs) i brought the sand sailing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love that so it's much just, it's such a goofy little scene <laughs> but it, i think that's what makes the mandalorian like so much fun because we'll have this whole you have to redeem yourself in mm-hmm. the minds and it's this very serious plot and then we'll have the <laughs> horror aspect of ig11 <laughs> like having his terminator moment but then we have no squeezy squeeze <laughs> all in the, the same episode <laughs> in like five minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> And everything that's going on in Grief Karga's office, office, he's picking M&M's, pinning on the chair. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, man. I, oh, I was going to say something, but it's like you said. It's, it can be serious one time and then just ridiculous the next. And that's why, what I love about Mando. And what I love about Star Wars is they had those stupid... We talk about it, Oti. We love stupid Star Wars and weird Star Wars. And we get that with Mandalorian. We don't get with a lot of other shows. And we get a bunch of pirates that one droid is pushing them away from going to this school now. Like how how bad how um you don't scary. mess with an elementary school teacher. I don't I guess because all these pirates are gonna them. go in. No. And one droid is like, oh, okay. Did you like the, the pirate scene? Oh, the Avast, I, I love that. And, and, and Grief Karga, you know, he's mm-hmm. high magistrate and and He's, you know, all class now, but if he has to take out that blaster, you're screwed. And, <laughs> you know, you, you don't screw with an, an elementary school. No. I and know again, that. it's it's that whole thing, like, things can't change. Uh, you used to give us jobs to kill people. What are you mm-hmm. doing now? Playing magistrate? No. So I, I, I do want to mention, like, it's funny how they had a hard time shooting at IG-11. But when they're like there, they just kill them all with one shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ID 11, I guess it's pretty hard if he's self destructed, but all the parts were still there to be yeah. able to be melded together. And I also love bringing the Ancelans for that point because then it makes sense for episode nine while you go to the Ancelans to Bible Freak to deal with <clears throat> with C-Tripio and High Republic if you read Mission, I mean, Midnight Horizon, right? Or Whatever. Yeah, Midnight Horizon. Yeah, Midnight Horizon, where the greatest shipbuilders, this little Anselan there. Uh, <sighs> Oti, you said, uh, what was it? Something very stupid at the beginning. And then, not that you said something stupid. <laughs> That's something <laughs> about uh, other the Purgles look very stupid and weird. You can in get, Rebels. In Rebels. In Rebels. I thought it was weird. But you can get weirder that. Pirate King, Gordon Sean. Oh, my God. I love him. (laughs) Just vegetarian piece of the hut there. I I just want to take a piece of that beard and roll it into a... (laughs) Seaweed man. Yeah. 
Oh man, again, gotta love weird Star Wars. <clears throat> I love but... the name Gorian Shard. It's so much fun to say. <laughs> it is a great Star Wars and very fun to say. But I love the scene after <clears throat> Mando, basically Dan Sennans can't find the part or they don't have the part. Mando says, I'll get it. I'll bring it back. Just keep uh, keep an eye out on IG-11. Oh, no, my like God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He had the ring lights and everything on the outside. Um, but I love that we got this space battle there because the Paras didn't just kind of fly away. But as much as I'm not the biggest fan of the N1 starship, it gives Din Djarin now a kind of a, a, heads, a leg up in the competition when it comes to to dogfighting out there. And this was great. Another great kind of asteroid fight in Star Wars, hiding behind the asteroid, just blasting them behind behind them. I love that scene. I loved it. It was cool. Yeah. He's used this kind of like the speed of the N1 and the thing that makes him like jump. I can't remember mm -hmm. the name of the button. But he's used that so much in the last couple episodes we've seen him in that I'm like wondering at what point this season is that going to come back to bite him? Mm -hmm. Like somebody can match him for speed or he like okay. jumps ahead, but somebody's there waiting for him. Like the fastest ship in the galaxy. <laughs> We're going to get the Falcon. Yes, Han Solo in the middle. Dude, I saw it on a, it was it today or yesterday. It came back because people were saying that Harrison Ford had filmed scenes for Book of Boba Fett and they were going to de-age him because he was there or close to when they were filming Indiana Jones 5. And now it came back to say, well, actually, that was for season three of The Mandalorian. We're getting listen, Han Solo. And I know, don't do this thing. Uh, Harrison Ford is a weird guy, so <laughs> I would not be so surprised if he come back. But I really think that you'd have to kill him and drag him to set to be in another Star Wars. <laughs> I think so, too. I think it's never going to happen, but if it was the Falcon with, with um, Alden Ehrenreich piloting it, Oof. I would lose my mind. There I we go. I'll take that. I will take that hundred times. Yes. Yes. He's everywhere now. Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Did you watch Cocaine His Bear? Star is on the rise. Yeah. It's in the MCU. I'm not going to spend 15 bucks just on the ticket to watch Cocaine Bear. As good as it might be, I wait right. till it's on demand or something. Why are theaters so expensive over there? I don't know, dude. I was thinking when I was growing up, it was $5. And it's still not five dollars anymore, but it's not. 15. I know it's not fifteen, and then fifty <laughs> more for. Here. Yeah, and if you want popcorn and soda, it's already like forty bucks just for one person or thirty. It's like, oh man, damn! I, I usually spend like twenty bucks in the oh, theater. Jesus, no! All right, uh, what Gordon Shand? Are the, the pirates are coming back? Obviously, I think this is coming mm -hmm. back not just for Dean Jarn, but also for Grief Carga because my theory now we've seen in the trailers. Yeah, a bunch of Mandalorians in Navarro fighting someone, and yeah. we—I thought maybe they're coming to—they're looking for Din Djarin, Is what I thought. To me, is that the pirates take over Navarro, and then Din Djarin grabs the other Mandalorians to come and liberate the place. That's my. Um, that makes sense to me. And we yeah. get more with with Golden Shard. Shard. Yes. Yeah, we all want to see that. Ooh, I, I <laughs> that would. I would love a grief cargo Gorian sand. How is it? Co Korean? Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard thing. That would be a cool scene. And I love It's just a pirate. He has his little stump leg, I guess, because he, he has a cane walking. Norhal is here, so things might get a little bit. Norhal! <laughs> yes! For joining. Let the chaos begin. Yeah. Real Madrid lost to Barcelona. Oh, no. this, well, this is not a soccer 
podcast. You're going to we'll do another I'm, one. I, I'm an annoying fan. So. Yeah. All right. Um, what we all were waiting for, Mandalore, Din Djarin, and Bo-Katan meeting. And just to make sure she remembered who he was, as soon as he walks in, it's me, Din Djarin. It's like, we know who you are. You don't need to tell Bo-Katan that it's Din Djarin. How many um, Mandals are running around with a little green baby? Yeah. And all silver. It's the only one that doesn't paint his armor. It's you. You don't need to say it. Oh, so we saw, are you surprised that we got Bo-Katan already first episode with a very important scene, especially for her character. Last time we saw her to the way she is now. Are you surprised that we were there already? Yeah. I'm surprised she showed up in the first episode. Like I would have thought mm. a couple episodes in maybe, but I'm glad. I'm glad because that to me means like she's going to like... Mm play a bigger they're, part this season they're yeah. selling the show as if they're kind of co-protagonists because she's in every poster yeah. and they're, they're doing the dual posters so I, I i love that character so seeing her was yeah. awesome but i will say for me it was like very weird him being like i'm gonna get the memory ship and then going to Bogotá like yep. hey i want to want to go to mandalore <laughs> like, okay so I was, that's the was the second thing that kind of threw me off that not editing, but that jump. I thought he was mm -hmm. going to Tatooine to get with Pelimoto and some Jawas to, to find the part. That made sense to me. And when he's now we're in Kelebala and here's the uh, Bo-Katan, like, whoa, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. But I did like the scene. Bo-Katan, as everyone has said, just lounging on her throne there. You got the dark saber. You you go get the. They'll follow you. Just wave that thing around. And he's like, come on, I need that fleet. I need you. And for me, that was kind of like a kid tantrum. Like she wanted the dark saber, <laughs> and the minute she couldn't have it, ah, that's dumb. Anyways, like just wave it around. <laughs> Which I guess is her growth. I hope this season of like being a leader without it, or finally yeah. getting it back, or like whatever that hope, might look like I, for her. Yeah, I really hope they help each other grow because <laughs> they, they they both really need to. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, you're stuck in your old ways. Ugh. While also wanting this magical blade to unite her mm -hmm. planet. Like, come on. <laughs> Get off your high horse. Yeah. It's a myth. Is it a myth or not? Like he tells him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're not used to seeing Bo-Katan just kind of done with it, right? I came back. I didn't have the dark saber. My fleet left. Or they took the fleet. There's somewhere hyperspace. Go find them. Surprised that she was in that state. Wait, uh, there's a lot going on in the chat. Give me a All second. Right. So, okay, Mo, yeah, loving, loving Bo-Katan. Um, we have Scarus Scuttlebutt over here. Hello, apostates. He has someone apostate. Um, <laughs> let's... Oh, so uh, Norhal has been comparing uh, the the Castle of the Christ to uh, mm. Dragonstone and Game of Thrones, and I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, she's agreeing with me. I don't remember with what, but yes, yes, I, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> again, just highlighting your own comments. Um, but yeah, again, surprised that she showed up in the first episode. Happy that she's there. We've seen her a lot in the trailers. Also, like you said, she's seen all the posters. She was built right after Pedro Pascal, I think, when the credits came out. So she's going to be there for the long haul. Um, any ideas for this kind of brought an end to the episode kind of right there? Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll do this myself, basically. Um, where are we going next week? You have any any thoughts, Oti? They gave a little thirty seconds. I want to say, Arsu knows where are we going. I can't say. <laughs> are we going Ooh. to Mustafar? <laughs> okay, so what happens is Ben Solo comes back, and then 
Don't worry, we won't ask. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to highlight a comment that Norhal, because I think it was kind of deep. Uh, she's embodying mm. the ulcer directly into the sun, but never into the mirror by blaming the children of the watch when she was a part of Death Watch. And yes, yes, she is. Mm. Um, and... It's interesting how often she forgets mm. that. Very, very casually. Like, mm -hmm. Are we finally, I thought this was going to happen in season two. Are we finally going to get a confrontation? Maybe not physical, but at least of ideals between Bo-Katan and the Armorer. They're being so separate, but kind of that, I don't want to say devil and angel on Din Djarin's shoulder, because both of them can be both devil and angel at the same time, but at different times. But do you think that we're going to get that scene or hope that we get something like that also? I hope so, because I really need somebody to yell at the armor. <laughs> but I also think the armor is the kind of person who, when you, when you, She's like the mother in the High Republic. Oh. When you like present her with reasons why her ideology doesn't make sense, she'll talk circles around you and give you enough vagueness mm -hmm. that by the time you've agreed with all of her vagueness, you've basically accidentally agreed with her ideology and that's not what you meant to do. That's who she reminds me of. So I'm hoping for like a like a Salandra show, the mother type. Ooh, okay. Give me Salandra show. I'll tell you I'm not a fan of the mother. But oh, I, I love the mother. I, I, don't, I don't like the mother as a person. I think she's very well written. She's an awesome character. The reminds me of the mother. So. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Oti? We think, are you hoping that we get something like that? At some Listen, point? Uh, oh, yes. That, uh, I really hope we get that. Because uh, either if it's like a fist fight or just like them sitting <laughs> with a beer, I, I'll take it. Like, yeah, sure. Speaking of fist fight and the armorer, it was funny to me at the beginning when we had that giant creature. She's just running into the water with that hammer, like she's just gonna beat him to death. And I don't think uh, that's gonna work. When I me. saw her running, I was like, "That alligator <laughs> thing is screwed." I think it's that like <laughs> turtle dragon or something. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the, that was so weird. Oh man! All right, so that kind of brings an end to the episode. Um, all right, so you said you had the. Uh, the opportunity to see the first two episodes. Are we going to be happy with the second one? Just leave, I know. Just Are we going to be happy? I was happy and pleasantly surprised. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll leave it there. We won't. Yeah. So Arzu confirms that Luke comes back in the next episode. Yes. Yes. And most of ours ben there. <laughs> in the <laughs> Millennium the Falcon, we said. Yeah. In the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> with the DH Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm most interested to see about this season is, is it going to be as episodic as it's been with the other seasons or is it going to be a little bit more serialized? That's like my biggest question going into the season. Yeah, I, I don't know. The way they set up this first episode, they're kind of telling you where the season should be going. It's, so yeah, hopefully it's, it's more serialized. But I don't mind, and I know I've no, said no, that no, I, I have some issues with Bad Bash going that way. I don't mind with more the episodic ones sometimes. But I, Monday. I'd rather have a serialized show, but I'm, I'm fine with the way it's been. But it, this was like the f this was the season premiere that gave us the most information into mm -hmm. to what we're going mm -hmm. to. So that's why I'm like, huh, is it going to change a little bit? Yeah. All right. So just finishing up, my last thought on it that I've had since I knew Grogu was going back is I hope that he's not as reliant on Din Djarin to be able to protect himself or go around. And we've seen a little bit in the trailers where he force pushes that weird creature. And that's what I want. I don't want the giant to have to have him. <laughs> yeah, the leveler. He'll be freaking dead. 
Um, I don't want Dean Jarrett to have to carry him everywhere he everywhere he goes and protect him for someone that's just gonna pick him up. Then he's been training with with Luke Skywalker. Let me be a little more self sufficient. That's the only thing I want. Cool. All right. So with that, we jump to another Star Wars TV episode that came out this week that a lot of people were very high on, and I think all of us also were high on. And it was the Bad Batch episode eleven. Can't remember the name. But on Twitter, metamorphosis. metamorphosis, metamorphosis. Thank you. The horror episode, Alien Vice, Predator. We're not gonna beat around the bush. It's the I just forgot the name. The weird creature. The Silobis is back, and Clone Wars fan just went nuts. Did you go nuts, Otty, when you saw the Silobis? So I just want to say, people were tweeting that the banner spoiled the episode, and they were yes. putting the picture. I was like. I got spoiled because of the tweets, not because of Disney Plus, because I did not see the thing in Disney Plus. I saw it. I got spoiled. The thing is, on this, on Twitter, everyone was saying it was a creature. It's a creature. It's an alien. It's this. It's going to be a creature horror episode. And people had speculated when they said it was called Metamorphosis and something else that the creators had put on or the producers had tweeted out. Some people I saw, oh, it's the Silobis coming back. Yeah, the so I kind of had that. The Kiner Brothers posted a picture of the Xenomorph the night before. They're okay. always posting something. Yeah. But when I went to Disney Plus and I'm the top batter, I'm moving it to find it. The Silobis is there, fully grown. I'm like, oh, uh, it's the Silobis, which is fine because I don't, I said, I don't care for spoilers for Bad Bash. So it was fine. Um, very good episode. Uh, on Twitter, people were divided if they like Bad Bash more than Mando this week. I fall more with Mando. But I really enjoyed this episode, Otty. We've been kind of up and down with Bad Batch this season. What were your thoughts on it? You just watch it this afternoon. Yeah, so you're wrong. Uh, Bad Batch was objectively better. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I like Mando better. <laughs> so, but I love this episode. Uh, Alien is one of my favorite movies. So those references were like, ooh, so juicy. <laughs> um, it, it was a very, very fun episode. And they gave us like some glimpses on to what's to come. Like finally, mm-hmm. they, they're taking us somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, we've mentioned here on the episode, especially last week, I think, when is the Bad Batch kind of either leave Sid or was Sid going to betray them? Because she's mm-hmm. kind of falling that way this uh, this season. Then it, the episode basically starts with that, with them talking, I wish you'd have a plan to leave her. And she's like, watch it, bandana. Where are you going to go? Um, just your thoughts so far on season two of the Bad Batch, and then where do you think this relationship is going between the core group of the Bad Batch and Sid? Are we are they going to be dissolved by the end of the season? I I don't think they're going to be working for Sid anymore by the end. I'm the jury's out on whether she's going to betray them or not. Mm-hmm. I think she might. Um, like she might, and then regret it purely sure. like for a payout because it's it's just business it's not personal like <laughs> that's what i think is gonna happen definitely by the end of this season because i think there's yeah. there's just too much tension with sid for this to be like sustainable yeah all the last week when we were talking about sid and we i i said i thought she was going to be traded they've been setting this up someone in the chat i can't remember who it was kind of mentioned oh she will maybe do it for to get information on Omega. And we said, they, that really hasn't come into play. They haven't mentioned it. And it's right on. At the end yeah. of this episode, Lama Su, the rat, comes out and, oh, you got to... There's this girl that maybe you should find out. And you know, you can get uh, Nala Say to talk. 
Yeah. And that's when, okay, this is where we're going for the last, what, seven episodes. Are you surprised that this happened? And finally, it's, yeah, what's Omega's play in uh, all this? Here we go. This, this is going to be weird, but I'm surprised it happens this fast in the season. And it's ironic because we're more than halfway. <laughs> but I usually expect these shows to be like, oh, the first, last four episodes are where we're going to give you some, yeah. you know, something to chew on. So, but uh, again, I, uh, I love the episode, and you know, Mo doesn't trust Sid. I, <laughs> I, I trust her. I, I don't think they're gonna go that route, but we'll see. I, so I'm thinking first, they, they set the bait for us to like bite it. All right. At first, I thought that she was going to maybe betray them, but then not. Maybe she's gonna sacrifice herself or something to show that she's trustworthy. Not anymore. I okay. think she's. I don't think she's. Okay. Yeah. But we'll see. Where I'm leaning now, and I think I said before, I don't think that any of the main four, Hunter, uh, Tech, Omega, or Wrecker, <clears throat> are dying this season. I'm turning my ship. I think they're, there's something happening with Tech. They're giving us too much Omega and Tech. They go some by himself. Omega says, oh, be careful. And he's like, I know he's just analytical. He's like, there's nothing to worry about. I know it's for this episode, but I think... I don't know. I'm not too safe on tech at the moment. It's still in Geo's treatment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This whole book is about... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this book and this comic and this other book and the short story and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I... Yeah. I the, man, there's there's a moment I love with tech in this episode when they finally see the Zillow Beast and they're all freaking out. He's like, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think any of them are dying, honestly. I th okay. Rex is probably dying. What? Rex? Yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's it's a joke. A, I know. I think I love Rex. He's my favorite favorite clone trooper. It's Rex. Uh, I want that Rex Funko Pop from the New York Comic Con that costs about $200, but I'll never get it. But I don't want Rex at the end of Return of the Jedi. To me, that doesn't make sense. So when I, you say he, he can't die here because he's in Rebels. He's, he's I don't know. But who knows how time works? Because if you ask Filoni and Favreau, um, <laughs> Arsu, did, did you enjoy that we got the Silo Beast back? A lot of people have been asking for years what happened to the Silo Beast. Palpatine said, clone her, put her, she's down at the center of Coruscant or something. Okay. And it's back. The Silo Beast is back. I was excited because I'm always like Clone Wars is my favorite animated series. So okay. any back to the Clone Wars makes me happy <laughs> for that alone. But it was it was like spoiled for me. So I didn't go in like, what was oh. it? And then <laughs> and then Zillow Beast. I'm like, because my friend texted me. She's like, Godzilla's here. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, got it. So, so yeah, also as a huge fan of Clone Wars, how are you liking Bad Batch? Um. <laughs> I like Bad Batch. I like okay. this season more than the last because um, I think they're like, they're giving me what we missed last season, which was like more time one-on-one -on -one with the clones and a little more, a little more in depth. Um, but I'm sad because Echo left and Echo was my favorite. Mm. So this season is like, it's a toss up because okay. they took my yeah. favorite clone away, but it's also more Clone Wars series. So. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Echo's coming back though. I don't know if it's just. Oh yeah, you know. for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not expecting him to stay over there. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. It's like a cozy Wednesday morning kind mm -hmm. of watch. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think he's coming back. They're, ca they're calling him. They call Rex and Echo. You got a little smile on Omega hearing those names again. So they'll be back. Echo's um, not with Rex in Rebels, which means he's still with the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to happen. Or dead. To him. dead. Nothing's going to happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. He suffered enough. I'll give him that. He suffered enough already. Don't kill him. And you don't need to kill everyone. If they're not in the other series, that's fine. You don't, don't need to kill to them. You just need to end their stories. That's all I said. We're on vacation somewhere. <laughs> um, the Empire was very efficient, I'll say, this episode. Because the Bad Batch just goes at three of them or four of them with some flashlight that didn't work. Instead of asking for 50% from seeds, just ask for better flashlights. So you couldn't see like two feet in front of yourself. But the Empire gets there with three Star Destroyers, all the other gunships, and they took care of business. Yeah, I hate the Empire, but they were prepared. And now we have this, what was his name? Doctor, whatever his name was. Oh, I love him. I just can't remember his name. Not Dr. Pershing. No. No, it's not oh, Dr. No, Pershing. No. It's, I wanted to say Dr. Hexagon, but I know that's not right. <laughs> uh, also, probably someone. It's that guy from it. Westworld. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. No, it's also with an H. It starts with an H because I just remember before we started. Hemlock. Dr. Hemlock. Hemlock. There we go. There we go. Trivia. First of all, Dr. Hemlock's a great name. That's another. Oh, we got great names this week. Great aliens. Dr. Uh, Royce Hemlock. Oh, sorry. So fun. Wow. And like <laughs> calculating with just mm, enough I... like interpersonal warmth that it like throws you off a little bit. <laughs> but you know he's going to cut down everything and everyone. I don't know. I just. Yeah. He's awesome. He's I like, need more oh, of we're just trying to make things better. Like, why don't you want to help? I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't know. See, Oti was right. I'm wrong. It's his show now. He wants to live by himself if we ever go to celebration. That's fine. I'll, I'll hand over the the podcast or something. Uh, I did not ask for any of this. <laughs> no, this is your show now. You lead it. Oh. Okay. All right. So we're coming to the end of Bad Batch. I think we have like six episodes, seven episodes left. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. And again, we don't know if there's a season three coming, most likely, but we still don't know. So Fun. Five episodes. Five episodes left. Five. Okay. The one I think is 18. It's only okay, 16. Okay, so oof, five episodes. All right. All right. So with that, we're going to go to uh, part of the show we haven't done in a while, but I, I asked you guys out there to send us your thoughts so far on The Mandalorian, anything Star Wars, and it is, if I can find, where is my graphic? Ah, man, I'm lost now. Anyway, here we go. Rebel Thoughts. Well done. You're a rebel now. All right. So for Rebel Thoughts, I ask you guys just to give us your quick thoughts on the first episode of The Mandalorian. Our friend Alan Chin at Alan Chin on Twitter says it's been heavily mentioned that Mandalore is cursed or poison. If Dean gets incapacitated, do you think we'll see Grogu, Fox, I guess it's Force, to defend his dad from monsters alone like we see in that trailer. So we saw in the trailer we mentioned, it looks like they're on Mandalore, we have the same kind of green textures around the wall. And we have this creature, the leveler, like you said, Oti. Do you think Din Djarin might get poison or curse or something while he's on Mandalore that now it's Grogu's turn to take care of his dad? Um, That'd be funny because it will be basically the same beat as the last of us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Any thoughts on that, Arsu? Just show us what you've been up to for the last two years, Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> Just like whips out a couple lightsabers. No. <laughs> l- l- listen to me. So Luke has his the, the light- lightsaber, and they connect, and he's like, "Luke, I, I need a weapon." And Luke goes. <laughs> Oh, dude! I'll I'll lose it, but yeah, then you bring the try the diet into that'll be, but that'll be fun. Be and again, for it'll be it'll be wild. But uh, yeah, are we getting a little shrug and just? Uh, I, I lost Norha. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Finally, I was just the only one. It's her show now. Um, are we gonna get in a scene like in Lord of the Rings now that he has his little best card chainmail? He's gonna get stabbed with something. Oh no, Grogu's dead. Oh no, he has his mithril down there. That also be wild. Like they killed the baby. I don't know, <laughs> if they stabbed Grogu, we'd be able to hear the audience yelling. Yeah, like, everywhere. It'd be like a whole collective gasp. Like, <gasps> yeah. a million voices crying out at once and suddenly silence. Yeah. And that's when it all cut to the Book of Boba Fett flashback. And we see when he chooses the, uh, the best car armor. See, that's Ooh, ooh like full that. circle. I like that. Oh man, it's funny how you said they killed a baby when he's with the Ancelans. Oh, he doesn't know any better. He's a baby. He's like 53 years he's old. Like, come on. He's older <laughs> than your you. own weight. Yeah. All right. And also, just to finish, Morgs at Morg Collect says, definitely a great start to the season. I can't wait to see what Mando does with the Dark Saber, Saber and how he plans to rule Mandalore. Again, we'll see. We don't even know if he wants to be the ruler of Mandalore. That's, gonna be that's why he should do it. Because he doesn't yes. want it. But just because I don't want to do stuff at work, that doesn't mean I should do it just because I don't want to. No. All right, Alti. So with that, we bring an end to our talk on Star Wars on TV and Star Wars in general. And we jump to another segment that we like to call A World Between Fandoms. Right, Oti, the last of us. Yeah, also first time here, you had the little the little music there. Um, last of us, we got another flashback episode. Although the epi- the episode started similar to the last flashback, where they give us a little bit of a bit of what happened from last time. We know that Joel got stabbed with this broken bat and is dying in the snow. They didn't show us how they got there, but Ellie's able to drag her, drag Joel. Thanks to the horse, because we can see all the blood stains on the snow to this community or something and trying to save him. But then we jump to this flashback to when she gets beat. But of course, that's at the end of the episode. I always start how close is this with the video game and then your overall thoughts on the episode. So it was pretty close. I mentioned in the last episode, um, in the in the game, he gets impaled rather yeah. than stabbed. And I like the change because Ellie healing him like for the stab one from side to side like made no sense so <laughs> I, I did like that change yeah it was pretty faithful to the game i think the only difference is that in the game this is happening in a mall and she's looking for things to stitch him with and mm. as she like walks through the mall she's having all these memories of what happened with uh riley okay but you know all the events that take place in the flashbacks are extremely accurate and it's interesting because not only so this is based not on the game per se. It's based on a DLC. With yeah. Anyone who doesn't play video games, that's usually like an extra chapter they release after the game and you get to play it. So it's based on that. But it's also based on a comic book that they released 
prior to to the show uh, to the game so it took elements from that comic book and brought it in so that was pretty cool um i love the episode i i already heard the f word i've heard <laughs> the uh woke agenda word and uh, i freaking love this this episode yeah um so dlc is kind of if you only watch mandalorian and you want to know what happened with grogu you gotta watch book of Boba. <laughs> that's, that's a DLC. basically oh i i <laughs> love that episode. i love that perfect <laughs> um i'll say i enjoyed the episode it wasn't my favorite there been okay. some great episodes this season and since the previous week was my favorite this was a little bit of a let i don't know if let down but it was a little bit of okay a few notches i really enjoyed it because i keep saying we all love pedro pascal and what he's been doing as joel i think bella Ramsey is just at his level the way she's been acting and portraying ellie so i love seeing her seeing that character more vulnerable because through the whole season she's been this badass doesn't care about anyone and here we see why she gets to that point the for, i guess guessing first person she loves at that being kind of her fault that she gets killed or infected but wasn't my favorite okay but i did enjoy it they go to a mall we all love malls when we were younger um so small question arsu i i, I know you said you've been keeping up you with people talking about it but they spend the whole episode in this broken down mall it's been like 20 years right so from 2003 this mall has been closed we see all the old stores and stuff and of course the arcade when you were a teenager and went to the mall what was what was your go-to store uh or area so when i was mall? actually it doesn't matter whether i was here or like I spent part of my youth in Iran, so we would go to Dubai because it was like a hot skip, hot skip and a jump, and they had malls there. They did okay. it in Iran. The bookstore was my go-to. Nothing okay. has changed. <laughs> um, the bookstore and Claire's. Ooh. Claire's. Ooh. Yeah. Claire's had like the fun earrings. <laughs> lip gloss. Yeah. How about <laughs> you, Ate? Was there anything on this episode that you said, oh, I've been to that store? I know a lot of those uh, we didn't have in Puerto Rico, but what's your uh, go-to? Yeah, many of those stores are here now, but like in the 90s they like were not mm -hmm. here um i i love the arcade uh what was the arcade call here uh timeout or something like that oh yeah yeah i love the arcade um i spent a lot of time in it wasn't game so it was a bab babage or babages or something uh, oh man what is it yeah, I can't remember, but it, that it, name... It, it, it was funny, because GameStop had three stores in the biggest mall in Puerto Rico, and they all had different names, but they were all GameStop, and yeah. everyone would debate which one was better, and it's the same store. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I used to go to Sam Goody, which was the music store down there. Um, KB oh. Toys, of course. My The mall even had a pet shop at one point, which right now, no, please. But yeah, then we all just ended yeah. up in the arcade. Actually, I, I love Specs. The okay. Specs was the Puerto Rico Specs was the last one to close. Like, <laughs> so I used to go to Specs and Suncoast, uh, Suncoast Music, I think, movies. They always put those on DVDs. So I, I would love Okay. That. And I won't lie, I spent a lot of time, a lot of money, Hot Topic. When they finally opened in Puerto Rico, you can find me on a Hot Topic. So, do you remember when that store opened, people were so afraid of it? <laughs> Man, I'm a metalhead, you know. Because uh, so that mall was like a hub for goth people, so mm -hmm. people would be like, "Oh, diablo!" And Puerto Rico's a very religious yeah, place, so no. right. we're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I would go in, and, and my friends would be like, "Oh my god, he's <laughs> holy water!" Yeah, 
And now it's just... I just want whatever. a Slipknot just, shirt. Yeah. And then now it's just a place for Funko Pops. They have um, Justin Bieber playing when you go in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good episode. Uh, no idea what's going to happen to Joe. He got stitched up very badly. Uh, so, it's not going to work. It's going to get infected. You know what, Alberto? Uh, I'm going to recommend to you once we get all the way to the end of the story, go back and watch this episode because a lot of the things that happen into this episode hit so much harder. You know, I just played the second game again mm -hmm. and there are a lot of beats that just like punch me in the face. And I was like, oh my God, that connects so well to that thing that's going to happen. So okay, uh, to everyone, just keep it in mind because it's an important episode. I, I really, really liked it. Right. Storm Reed's hey. awesome. She was, but we won't do that. That's fine. Well, I won't go back. Um, so it kind of brings an end to our Last of Us. Any final thoughts on it? I'll tell you, Arsu. I am very excited for next week's episode because, as I told you, this is my favorite part of the story. Yeah. So it's I'm very excited. All right. This, I saw, of course, a little trailer for what's going to happen. It's, she meets other people. They take her in. That's a, I don't know. I don't want I'm, that. When I'm, I'm very interested in this because I've... I know someone who watched it and told me changes are coming, so I'm like, hmm, okay. interesting. Yeah, I said before, not the biggest fan of um, Walking Dead after like season seven or eight. I knew at some point Joel and Eddie were gonna get separated, she'll probably get kidnapped or something. I guess gonna get so anxious being a parent. I don't want that, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, so that brings an end to our episode today. Thanks for everyone that was on the chat for being here. Thanks to Norhal for all her comments and being Norhal the Great as she always is in the chat. Uh, Mo, Amy, Brennan, Michael, everyone else that was here today. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, see, hot topic. Oti, as always, thanks for being here. But also as our guest, it's always great when you're here. Can't wait to have you back. Where can people find you? All that fun stuff that you're always doing for Collider, Space Waffle, uh -huh. all that. Um, well, you can find me best place right now is Twitter at Arzu Amin. I'm at Arzu D2 everywhere else. So Hive, Instagram, Tumblr, all of that. I'm on Collider. I'm writing at the Geeky Waffle. Space Waffles is back. Um, we've gone down to monthly episodes because the burnout was real. Yeah. So, but we're finally back. We're back from hiatus and we're excited <laughs> about it. All right. So make sure to check that out. Uh, you'll find her Twitter handle on the description of this video will put all the links to the other stuff there but yeah check it out some great reviews also on collider alti you say it every week uh, but where can people find you you can find me over at twitter instagram and hive at ep star wars i'm sure alberto leaves the links down below one of these days i won't put your information on the, on the <laughs> don't description people, then people don't <laughs> want to find me i know that's right they'll come here just now <laughs> he's back all right, thank you guys for being here. We'll be back next week with more Mandalorian Talk the Bad Batch, trying to get some cool guests. Hopefully we'll get able to reveal those in the coming weeks. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Stay safe. Be safe. I may the force be with you.